You're listening to Story Trails The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the complete Story Trails series launch by Becky Stirrup. my dear my name's Helfreight and oh my job as well okay I'm a battle elf I suppose you you might want to know what that means for your listeners well <laughs> I, I just tried to keep the peace that's all you know how it is in an enchanted realm my lovely all kinds of tricks from those goblins <laughs> still it keeps me busy Hatter Marty <laughs> oh, where were we? Oh, that's right. You were asking me about the request to open the way between the human and the enchanted realms. Well, you know, of course I know about it. I am on the council after all. <laughs> where are my manners? Would you like some cake, my lovely? Hatta! More cake! And a scone for me! Oh, what was that? Will we be granting the request? Oh, my dear, I couldn't possibly comment. Though it does have some merit. You know, our world isn't exactly booming. A bit of commerce from human tours might be just the ticket. But um, then again, humans are quite fragile creatures, you know, and what if a giant treads on one? I think the guide will have to think carefully about the fine prints. But, uh, you know, we'll just see. I am quite sure, though, that anyone trying to sway my vote with a lovely scone couldn't do so. No, not not even a scone with the currants. No, that's my favourite, by the way. But, no, if someone were to purchase me several of those scones, I, I, I probably wouldn't be considering changing my vote one way or the other. I don't suppose, I don't suppose you were, you're trying to do that at all, are you, my dear? You're not trying to, no? No? Oh. Well, that's just as well. That's just as well. Well done, you, you've passed the test. You've passed the test. Well done, my dear. <laughs> oh, dear me. Hatta! Where's that tea? You've been listening to Story Trails The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the full series launch of Story Trails The Ultimate Package Holiday, a podcast for grown-ups and children to enjoy together. This micro-series has been developed specifically to provide families with something fun to do during these tricky times. Each episode introduces a character from the Enchanted Realm, gives you a creative mission that, should you choose to accept, may result in your wonderful creations being displayed on the Story Trails website, and includes a chapter from the latest draft of my book, The Knotbird. Keep listening for this week's creative mission and the chapter from The Knotbird. This week's creative mission is to design a cake for Hatter's Tea Shop. Email your designs to info at storytrails.co.uk and visit www.storytrails.co.uk to see if your cake gets added to the menu. Keep listening for this week's chapter from The Knotbird. The Knotbird is intended for children from the ages of 8 to 10, but some younger and some older children may enjoy it. The story includes themes of family, separation, friendship and identity. 
Towards the end of the book, it also includes some violence and death. It is a journey of discovery and found family. These chapters are taken from the latest draft of the novel, which has now been edited about (laughs) eight times or so. This draft will be edited again, um, and that edit will involve some structural changes suggested by the latest reviewer. I believe that the book is good as it stands, or I wouldn't be sharing it here, but I also agree that the suggested changes will make it better, so I will be making them, and the published book will likely be a bit different from the one you hear here. I am reading this version here to provide another source of entertainment and engagement for folk during this time, and uh, to sort of share that idea with any creative folk listening that things are edited and things go through many revisions. First drafts are rarely the final draft. So, you know, keep on working on your own creative endeavours and you'll grow with the making. I hope you enjoy the following chapter. The Knotbird, Chapter 2 The birds nodded their heads and repeated the name several times. Chiru looked gratefully at Murchan, but there was one bird that did not try out the new name. Barreau pushed forward. No, I will not accept it. It does not look like us. It is not one of us. Do you dispute my naming of your son? said Murchan. It is not my son, said Barreau. Then there is nothing to dispute. Barreau's eyes burned. He looked straight at Murchan, the so-called great leader, and said, I will not feed it. Barreau, he was hatched in your nest. That makes him yours. You must feed him. No, I do not accept him. I will not feed him. Murchan rose up, all his feathers puffing out, increasing his stature. You refuse to fulfil your duty to the nest. The birds grew quiet. Few of them had ever seen the great leader so angry. That thing is not a chick. It is not mine. Why should I feed it? said Barreau. Marchand stared at Barreau. There was something hard and unrelenting inside him. Something like cruelty. Marchand sighed. Very well, Barreau. You will not feed Flodder. Barreau looked about in triumph. Without food, the ugly green one would not survive. But just as Barreau thought that he had won, Murchan continued. You have lost your right to the nest. You will leave. What? You will continue to provide for your other offspring and to teach them as you should, but you will not share the nest with them. That is the price. Barreau blinked. No longer sure of himself. He did not want to leave the nest. He'd heard tales of strange creatures laying their eggs in nests. Barreau was afraid that Flodder would harm the normal-looking chicks. But he could not back down now, not in front of everyone. He nodded. How long could Flodder last anyway? Alone, Chiru would have to stay with the chicks all the time to keep them warm and safe. Flodder would soon starve without a provider. The birds whispered and whistled amongst themselves. Some sympathised with Barreau, but it was unlucky to lose a named bird, especially on first hatching. Murchan looked at Chiru. 
The strange chick underneath her wing kept nudging her with his mouth open, waiting for food that would not come. Murcham beat his wings for quiet. Chiru, he said, I will be honoured to feed the one-named Flodder, if this is acceptable to you. Chiru had never known such fear or loss as when her little green son had fallen from the nest, or such elation as when Merchan brought him back to her. But when Barrow refused to feed Flodder, her heart had closed upon itself, and now Merchan had saved her child again. She had always been scared of the greatest of the great birds. He seemed terribly severe, but now she saw why he was their leader. Perhaps Barrow would change his mind as Flodder grew, so young and already so honoured by this great leader. As the evening drew near, all the birds had returned to their nests, all but Barrow. He watched Chiru warm his chicks and the knotbird together, as if they were the same. Just that morning he had been so proud, he had flown out even before dawn to gather the first feed for his chicks, and now that would be all he had of them, feeding. He huddled on a lonely branch, and counted the wrongs that had been done to him that day. Tomorrow he would begin to build a nest for himself. Tomorrow he would feed his chicks. Tomorrow he would plan how to get rid of Flodder. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Story Trails, The Interviews a micro-series that precedes the upcoming podcast Story Trails, The Ultimate Package Holiday. This episode was created and acted by Becky Stirrup. The wonderful music was provided by the very talented King Rich, and for a full list of sound effects and credits, please see the show notes. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Remember, words are magic, and that's why putting letters in order is called spelling.